guys welcome back to movie sun podcast i'm summer and i'm lynn and this is episode 12 this episode's gonna be about dating but before we jump in we wanted to address the asian hate crime that happened in atlanta and that has been happening all over america yeah there's been a significant increase over the past year of Asian hate crimes statistically compared to beforehand. And we just wanted to, you know, express our condolences to the victims of the Atlanta shooting. And the reason we want to talk about it is not just because it was an Asian hate crime, but the root of it is something that we talked about last week a little bit. The shooter did mention that he was targeting places of temptation. But he specifically sought out Asian-owned and Asian-operated spas. And I think most of his victims were Asian women. Mm -hmm. And that says a lot about how Asian women are portrayed and viewed in American society, at least. That they're inherently sexualized. And it doesn't matter because actually, the I think most of the people who most of the victims were mothers and I think one was a grandmother too and it these places even if they were places that you know had sex work happening that's not really the point like even if it was happening the point is that you know Asian women are inherently sexualized in the United States and that is probably why he you know had a target of like they were his target of temptation in his words yeah it wasn't just because he had a quote bad day which is that's just so fucking irritating but yeah i mean there's like glenn said there's this this view of specifically asian women that's just fetishized Mm -hmm. and i mean we talked about this in our last episode i mean it was so crazy how our episode came out on the same day that 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 we started hearing about that. Yeah, we record the episodes like a week or so before we post mm-hmm. them. So we didn't start seeing the news about it until later that day after it was posted. So we didn't really have a chance to address it in that episode. So we just wanted to touch on it here because we know it's something that's happening and has been happening. I actually tried to have a serious talk with my mother because I didn't feel that it was very safe for her because, you know, she's in that target demographic of, like, middle-aged Asian women Mm -hmm. that people tend to target because, I guess, you know, they're seen as, like, they're not going to be able to fight back. Yeah. So I had a serious talk with her about trying to, you know, stay safe because a lot of these issues aren't just happening in highly populated Asian, like Asian populated areas. They're happening everywhere and they've been on the rise. And some of them have been like caused, obviously, death and a lot of violence. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. Yeah. It's scary to like think that anyone in that side of my family could be a target. And that either one of us, especially now that with like mask mandates and stuff, if we're Asian passing, we could be a target too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just scary to think about. 
Yeah, even um, a friend of ours shared an incident that happened really close to where we all live. Mm -hmm. And honestly, prior to seeing that post, I was like, oh, there's, it's highly unlikely that this would happen in our area. But that was such a, seeing that post was such a wake up call because I just like, I never thought that something like that could happen in our area. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing, this girl didn't die, but she was assaulted like she was injured Mm -hmm. and she was just like going for a run in her neighborhood or she was just like standing or walking outside in her neighborhood and she got like injured and like assaulted from this person because she's half Asian yeah she's a halfy too it's so it's not it's not targeted even at any specific demographic in that in the sense besides just if you look East Asian to somebody Mm mm-hmm yeah it's just happening so it's scary it is scary and I just wanted people to take this very seriously and to know that it yeah it can happen where you are no matter how safe you feel it it can happen oh another thing I wanted to share um, my mom told me that Japanese embassy I think Mm -hmm. like sent her an email saying like oh when you go out try not to be so open about being Asian or like try to hide that you're Asian so that you can protect yourself, Mm -hmm. which is extremely upsetting and sad because you shouldn't have to hide who you are, but to be safe. Yeah, there's been a lot of like information kind of being put around like how to talk to older Asian populations about how to stay safe. Um, A lot of information in different languages spoken in Asia for older people here like how to stay safe and defend yourself if something happens and like not trying not to go places alone and stuff like that so it's it's very real and it's very scary like I know yeah. people who aren't Asian if they just see this they're like oh you know it's a tragic thing and like it's not good that racism is happening and being acted upon but to be living as an Asian and internalizing kind of what is happening is very scary. It's going to take more than just an Instagram repost to really <laughs> <laughs> like address it because it's it's scary to go outside into a public place. Yeah. Honestly. And we, sometimes I forget this, but we, Lynn and I live in a state that's like, they're... Are definitely racist here we may not see them but it's not as progressive or liberal as like a lot of other states like they're yeah like they're it's like still... a recently flipped blue state like very recently in the and, past like decade yeah and like you're not gonna be surprised if you live here and you've been living here you wouldn't be surprised of seeing a confederate flag like on the side mm-hmm. of the road yeah it's like that kind of a place although I have to say, like, we also live in a pretty diverse area as well, though. Like, the part of the state that we live in. Yeah, um, we're in a pocket that's definitely more tolerant mm -hmm. and more diverse. But there's still, no matter where you go, there's still going to be people on that side of, like, the extreme. So we just want everyone to 
stay safe and, you know, express our condolences for the victims of the Atlanta spa shootings and hope their families can recover. Yes. So with that said, I think our message has gotten across. So now we can start talking about another thing that happened after we recorded that would have been perfect for the last episode, which is <laughs> about what came out about the royal family, the British royal family. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. I feel like it's old news now. I feel like no one's really talking about it anymore. <laughs> but um, you actually watched this interview with Harry and Meghan, so I'll let you talk about it a little bit. Yeah, we thought it was important to bring it up on our podcast because, one, Meghan's biracial. So, you know, obviously that's really important to us. And another reason we wanted to mention that is because they talk about some really serious or they make some really serious allegations against the royal family that honestly to me they i wouldn't be surprised if they were true and i kind of believe that they are yeah they're probably Um, true yeah so one of them that specifically that we wanted to talk about was that megan mentioned that there was question about the color of her what the color skin of her child would be and I mean, that's just (laughs) disgusting. I just, I mean, she didn't give a lot. She would, they actually, Harry and Meghan would, they kind of refused to say who brought up this conversation in the interview. So we don't know who in the royal family, or even if it was the royal family, they, they, they also talk about like the institution, which is like who... I don't know what to call them, like the executives, I guess, who like work with the royal family, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like staff, but like... They kind of take care of stuff. Like admin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they call them the institution. I don't know if it was the institution. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? It's so creepy. I don't know if it was like the institution that made that comment or if it was like somebody within the family that made that comment or Mm -hmm. was concerned about that but um we just wanted to like reiterate that obviously that's wrong and (laughs) you shouldn't be concerned about the color of I mean they they shouldn't have been concerned about the color of uh, Megan and Harry's child's skin yeah because the way that in that context and the way it was done you can't say that that's not about them worrying he's gonna be you know darker skinned Mm -hmm. which also kind of like means that they never really accepted that Megan was also part black too you know like they always like that confirms that they've always like had reservations about it and they probably still do yeah, because if you think about, like, if they mar- if Harry ended up marrying anyone else that was, like, you know, a monoracial white person, yeah, the same conversation wouldn't happen. Yeah. Obviously, like, even if it was, like, a tan white person. Yeah. Someone who is naturally, you know, a little darker than someone who's, like, extremely pale. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, it still wouldn't happen. Yeah. So we just wanted to touch on that because, like, you know how some people, especially in our last episode where we talked about people, it's, like, almost people that fetishize, like, mixed babies. They're asking it almost in the opposite way, like, that they hope 
that they have like this caramel toned skin or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then it's kind of the opposite here where they're hoping that there's no trace of blackness at all. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, that's what they were saying. And also, it was crazy. They were showing like side by side comparisons of like articles written about Kate, William's wife, mm -hmm. like articles about her and articles about Megan. And like they were about similar things. And the articles about Megan were significantly more negative than like the articles about Kate. Like, oh, you know, yeah. And it's so clear. It's just because she's black. Yeah. It's like, there's so no e reasonable explanation about yeah. why they would be any different. Like, if they were both negative, it yeah. would be wrong. If it, if you know, Kate's was more negative than hers, it would, you know, that, that would also be wrong. Yeah. And they were, like, articles about the dumbest things, to be honest. Like, it, like, it doesn't matter. The article about Kate was, like, oh, she's eating avocados for breakfast to battle, like, nausea during the pregnancy and then like the one about Megan was like oh she's like I don't remember exactly what the title was but it was like she's her precious avocados are causing turmoil over something like some I don't remember what it was but it was like clearly negative and like both articles just made no sense and I was like why is this an article about them even eating avocados but also, yeah. why are why like why is one like praised and the other is brought down? Well, when they're doing we know the why. exact same thing. Yeah, eating avocados. Yeah, while pregnant. <laughs> and we know why. It's because it, um, Megan is black. Yeah, yeah. That's it's just, just there's like a history of rhetoric. I see. I can uh, input my linguistics knowledge here. There's just <laughs> an overall history of rhetoric being negative, like comparatively between men and women and then negative rhetoric with white people versus everyone else like mm -hmm. systematically more negative things are written about women and uh more negative things written about people of color mm -hmm. you know it it just be racist and sexist like that yeah <sighs> um but yeah we just wanted to address that we were very annoyed that it happened like the day after we were recording <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we wanted to talk about it in this episode <laughs> yeah so i guess we can you know unless you have anything else, you have something else to say about it not really i mean there are a lot more things that happened in the interview but if you want to get irritated and upset go watch the interview if you have hulu <laughs> it's on there that's how i watched it um it was pretty interesting and not really shocking to be honest. Got some good Oprah memes out of it. <laughs> yeah. And there were some, I mean, her reactions were spot on during the interview. With, I mean, her reactions were my reactions. I was like, what? That's crazy, even I though I'm like not really surprised. More surprised. Yeah, I feel like she was more surprised, like, for the camera than, like, we probably, than people actually probably were surprised about what was said. Yeah. I mean, because, like, it's just kind of, I don't know why it's it's expected, but it kind of is. Do you think the same institution that colonized a bunch of non-white countries <laughs> in the past, like, couple centuries is going to not say something racist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. 
Yeah. I think we can start on today's episode, the main, yes. the meat, the main meat. Which will be a lot more lighthearted than these past couple episodes. Yeah, we've been doing some really heavy stuff, so we kind of wanted, <laughs> well, we wanted to get the serious stuff done first, as we usually do if we have kind of a mixed thing of, you know, fun yeah. and serious. So now we can get into the fun stuff, long overdue. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to talk about dating mm-hmm. and we feel like, you know, people should listen to us because we're mixed. So maybe we have a different perspective on how dating works. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you like in a guy, Summer? <laughs> Let's see. What do I like in a guy? It's weird because it's changed a lot. Oh, yeah. I think when I was younger... I guess I'll just go from when I, yeah, when I was younger, I just really liked the skater dudes and <laughs> the sc- the soccer players. Very, That's very specific. <laughs> I, I know. No, I didn't, like, seek them out. You know, I actually have dated, like, a, quite a variety of different people. Mm-hmm. But, or dated, I don't even know if you can call it dating, really. I mean, it was more like crushes, like puppy love, you know? It's like mm-hmm. middle school to high school dating. I really don't count that that, that much. Yeah, um, that, that's if, not actually dating. That's no. like, you walk each other to class and hold hands. Yeah, you hold your sweaty hands together. Like, you, like, don't even not, meet up outside of school. <laughs> yeah, like, you do, like, once in a while, and, like, your parents have to, like, drop you off at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. It's not really dating. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I thought of it as dating at the time, so I'm really just gonna call it like crushes. But mm-hmm. even if it was mutual, but yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I was just really into like athletic guys. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, I don't want to be mean, but I feel like there weren't a lot of smart guys in my classes. Um. <laughs> And I feel like all of the guys that I had crushes on were not, not all of them were (laughs) the smartest tool in the shed. (laughs) (laughs) And I I mean, I'll, I guess I should just say like, what type of person I'm dating right now, because it's the person I'm dating right now is totally different than, I mean, like anybody I thought I would be dating. Oh yeah, so you're off the market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so are you off the market. You know we've so... been exposed. <laughs> As if we haven't talked about it already. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I answered that question very well though, what my type is. I mean, oh, I, I also wanted to say like, I don't really have like a preference Okay, I have only really dated, I did have a, like, I did kind of date slash have a crush on, like, a halfie, mm-hmm. which that's really, to me, I totally understand dating somebody who's similar to you, mm-hmm. because you can relate a lot, and it's just, like, really easy to like yeah. the person, because you guys have a lot of similar experiences and stuff, and, like... I feel like especially for Asian people to date each other... Because, like, you share a lot of the same cultural, even, like, as Asian Americans, you share a lot of the same cultural background and values and experiences. Yeah. So it's, like, easier to connect. Exactly. It's just easier to connect. And we're still friends to this day. Like, he's a really good person. Just not the one for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
but I have mostly oh my god no now that I'm thinking about it I've really I've really had crushes on like all races Mm -hmm. but right now I am dating a white man (laughs) (laughs) and the person before that was also um white but they're very different um well, but we'll get into one's with you now and one's not with you now. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get into that later. But should I describe my boo? Or should <laughs> should should, should or should we like do preferences first, like on both sides and then go into like the details of our current significant others? Oh yeah, maybe we should both do our preferences first. Okay, Lynn, what are your preferences? I don't even know if I answer that question very well. But... It's okay. It's whatever you feel in your heart. How yeah, you I don't. That question. I I just like. I mean, you don't. I feel like everyone's like, oh, what's your type? What's your type? And like, you don't really have to have a type, and it's okay if like yeah. you're if you date different people. Like, you don't have to stick to one thing. Thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to stick to like one preference or like a, a a set of preferences. Like, it doesn't matter. I mean, you just yeah. Go out with who you like, as long as they're a good person. And we'll it's get not in. A fetish. Yes, exactly. It's not a fetish. It's not obsession. <laughs> okay, what are your preferences? Well, I'm like you. I've had crushes on guys of all races. I, mm-hmm. I'm kind of the same. Where like when I was younger, like middle school, high school, mm-hmm. the, the you know like the athletic guy looking guy is kind of like what you wanna what you want to go with yeah I am mostly looking for someone who's like funny honestly that's like the biggest thing for me is like they gotta be funny oh dang I didn't even talk about these kind of preferences okay (laughs) (laughs) we'll come back to me (laughs) yeah we'll we'll come back to you I, I that's just like that's pretty important for me actually is like I mean, obviously, everyone can say, like, they have to be funny and you have to, like, you know, <laughs> be smart and stuff like that. But, like, mm-hmm. it, being funny is actually pretty important for me. Like, if you don't make me laugh, I'm not going to have a good time with you. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you imagine, like, not laughing with your significant other? Yeah, Ew. that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> but my for my more serious relationships, they've actually both been, like, my first serious relationship and my current relationship have both been uh (laughs) monoracial asian guys so i've never dated a white man (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah you've never dated like an asian man so that's another you know fun dynamic we have (laughs) yeah it's we're so different but we're so similar in so many ways um yeah Do you have any other preferences you want to talk about before we go back to me? Because I totally forgot. Um, This is, like, really specific, but I can't stand facial hair. Mm, Yeah. I I can't do it. Like, it's, it, when it touches my face, it feels nasty. Like, it hurts. It, like, is so rough on my face. I don't like it. I think you look, like, even if it's, like, nicely trimmed. Like, mm-hmm. some, some, like, if you can really, really, really pull it off, like, it's yeah. okay. But, like, honestly, for me, it just feels like you're not, you know, cleaning your face. 
yeah but that's like like I'm saying that's just my personal preference like I know people some people really like facial hair and they like don't yeah. like eyes without facial hair yeah um, I am anti-facial hair like <laughs> facial hair averse if you will mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's just like one really specific thing that I don't like like as a preference mm-hmm. yeah I yeah I have a lot of friends who like facial hair a lot I personally don't but I have seen I have found some men attractive when they have like like it's a well-maintained, well-trimmed facial, like a beard. Mm-hmm. But I usually am not into that. <laughs> I'm in the same boat as you. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. want to feel like scratching around my face when you like get close to me. I don't like yeah. that. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't really want that either. <laughs> That's just a preference. <laughs> but I agree. Um, I... I really need humor because I also need kind of like the same type of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's because, important. Yeah, because as long as we can laugh together, I think that's just like really important. But I have like really, I have a really dark, I have a dark sense of humor and I have mm-hmm. def, uh, self-deprecating humor. I really like that. I think it's really funny. And not a lot of people like that though. Not a lot of people like sarcasm. I really love sarcasm. So I I think that was really important for me Mm -hmm. and is really important for me, not just for like a significant other, but for like friendships as well. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm trying to think what else do I look for in a person? Uh, Now, just somebody that respects me as much as I respect myself. Um. Because, I mean, I guess we'll get into that later, but that's really important. Um, and I didn't know that before. And also somebody who, like, respects others, too. Like, I've seen so many BuzzFeed quizzes where they're like, what, what, what's this, like, make it or break it thing, like, for relationships? And, like, uh-huh. a lot of the ones that they talk about are, like, if they're rude to the waiter, like, yeah, you know, like, that's just, like... a no way I'm not gonna be dating you like yeah you have to be nice to people, people. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly you have to be nice to people or you know treat others how you want to be treated of course there are situations where like the other person definitely deserves to be treated like an asshole because they're an asshole but <laughs> I think though I feel like those specific people think like I, they only have to be nice to their significant other yeah and yeah, not treat seen... everyone else nicely. But, yeah. like, why would you not want... Like, yeah, your significant other, maybe you treat nicer than other people in general, but you should still treat everybody nicely. Yeah, exactly. Like, you should... Okay, you should be nice to everyone. I mean, you know, nice to everyone, of course, not if they're not nice to you, you know, but... Mm-hmm. But you should be, like, sweet and caring to your significant other. Mm-hmm. Of course you're going to be, like one said, nicer and more caring than to, like, the average Joe on the street. Yeah. But you need to be respectful of other people, even if you don't know them. Also, somebody who's just, like, got good hygiene. Oh, like, yeah. And <laughs> and also, uh, another thing, oh, man, I'm thinking of so many things, that has ambition, too. Mm-hmm. If you don't, it's just, like, really gonna 
for me, it's just like gonna bring I think it'll bring me down, honestly, mm-hmm. and make me less ambitious. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't want to be with somebody that's just gonna settle for anything and everything in life. Oh, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you prefer someone who like likes to go out for dates or is like a homebody? Mm, that's tough. What do you mean go out? Uh, like anything, like a restaurant to like going rock rock climbing, like anything about going out or like, like in order for it to be a date, they're like you have to be not in the house. Oh, I mean, like I for don't every know. for everything. Um, I I want somebody who's like in between that. Mm-hmm. Like I I I don't know if we've mentioned this before. I'm very much like a homebody, but mm-hmm. and like an introvert. But I I do like socializing with my friends that I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. It's complicated because <laughs> like I don't like talking to people that I don't know, and I get nervous and I get anxiety over it. But anyway. I like being at home a lot, but I also like going on adventures with people I like and people I know and that I'm close mm-hmm. with. Like this past weekend, I went off-roading with my boo <laughs> and it was like a lot of fun. Like I would say that's a pretty outdoorsy like date, mm-hmm. but I also really enjoy being at home playing video games mm-hmm. with each, like on the Switch or something or like... Mm-hmm just watching a movie. I don't know. I think I'm really in between. I need variety. What about you? I think I'm slightly more of a homebody than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, yeah, I like to go out sometimes like to do like certain things like, you know, mm-hmm. but I think I would overall prefer because I also like really think even if you're in the same room and you're just like even if you're not really doing the same thing, but just like being in the same space to me is very important. Yeah. So I, for me, I don't really have to be going out on a date or anything. Yeah. Just kind of existing in the same space is really nice. So um, I'll just like mention it now. That's kind of what I really like about my current significant other is like, especially because I'm when we started dating, I was like, and still now I'm still in uh, grad school. So a lot of times um, I would have to be doing homework when we were together. Mm-hmm. But so he would like be doing his own thing and I would do my own like my homework and stuff. But we're like existing in the same space. And I still felt very like good to be in that in that position. Like we didn't have to be going out because like I had stuff to do, you know, but we're still kind of doing our own thing. Yeah. But like together, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I totally, I experienced the same thing too. I totally get what you're saying. I also, what I enjoy about that as well is that you don't have to always talk to each other. It's never an awkward silence. Yeah. And it's just like, it's com- It's so comfortable and comforting. Mm-hmm. And you can just like, I, I'm really getting into Agatha Christie mystery books right now (laughs) so I would I love I'm just like devouring them and Mm -hmm. I I'll just be sitting there reading and then he'll be like playing his video games or doing some CS stuff on his computer that I don't know what that is but um (laughs) you know yeah it's exactly what you said it's just like existing together I love that 
Yeah. Also, like, a lot of my own personal hobbies are very, they're, like, done individually, like, in the home. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of craft, crafty slash, like, baking, stuff like that. Like, that's, most of mm-hmm. my hobbies are in that way. So, like, if I'm able to just do that in the same space, I would love that because I'm just, like, doing something I love, but then someone I love is also, like, right there. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I don't have to you know, be completely devoting time not to doing the hobbies and then, but also like not ignoring my significant other, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think I'm, but I do like to go out and like do things together. So like, I feel like on the spectrum, I'm like a little bit more towards homebody than you, Mm -hmm. but I'm not like a complete recluse where I just like sit in the basement all the time and don't want to (laughs) leave. Yeah. Well, how did you meet your boo? <laughs> oh yeah. So this is um <laughs> this is something, you know, another thing we have in common. I met him on an online dating app. <laughs> the very funny thing is I met him three or four weeks before the quarantine started. <laughs> so that's been yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. And you met your significant other I don't think we met them on the same app. Wait, what app did you meet your significant? You don't have to say if you don't. No, want I to. met him on Hinge. Oh no, we did not meet on the same app. <laughs> oh, I thought we did. I don't know why I thought that, but I met my boyfriend on Tinder, which <laughs> sounds. I mean, honestly, no. I like it's not a bad thing to meet somebody on an online dating app. Even if it is Tinder, because, you know, that is known for being more, yeah. um, more like a hookup app. Although we weren't, I don't know what we, like, him and I were doing on that app, to be honest. Because, like, we weren't looking for that. I mean, that's fine if you are. But yeah. my personal preference, I really am not into that. I, I, I don't know. Like, it's just not for me. I, I, yeah. I was looking for somebody to date and, like potentially like I don't know I was just looking for somebody to date I didn't really have too many expectations Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking to hook up with anybody I happened upon this man and now he's my boyfriend (laughs) I feel like that because you guys met in undergrad right yeah we we both um yeah we both went to the same university I mean I guess we should talk about online dating a little bit because I have some thoughts on it. Um, oh, yeah. But I feel like for you, like, you utilizing it on a college campus is kind of, like, a good thing because it's kind of hard to meet people outside of your major after a certain point. Yeah, I mean, So like, I feel like that's helpful. Yeah, I, I, we, he and I talk about it sometimes and we're like, we would have never met um, mm-hmm. because he and I weren't even in the same, like, college. So he was in the e-school which is the engineering mm-hmm. school, and I was in um, the College of Arts and Sciences, we would have never met. Like, none yeah. of our classes would have overlapped. Mm-hmm. So it's just really interesting to see our lives and our different, like, friends come together because we are so different, but it, it's, like, it's been really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but honestly, even though, like, I was using it, like, at university, mm-hmm. it was still really, like, scary at first. Oh, um, yeah you have to be really careful on those apps. Like, it doesn't matter which app it is, but, like, there's yeah. crazies on all of them. 
Yeah. And honestly, it was probably even scarier for you because you weren't using it at a university. Yeah, um, I was, I'm not with the boyfriend I had in college anymore. So I was using this like as, you know, out, outside of college. And I was looking for people like over the age of 22. <laughs> <laughs> so like, which is another thing I can't, I've tried dating guys, like I tried dating someone who was younger than me, like mm-hmm. by like a year or two. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at our age, like, it does make a difference in maturity, but like maybe like when we're older, like if you're older, it doesn't make that much of a difference, but like kind of at our age, like early twenties, like a year between people kind of can highlight different maturity levels. Definitely. And Um, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like (laughs) it was was too, too immature. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I, I can't even imagine dating somebody a year or two younger than me right now. Because mm-hmm. we're in our early, um, we're in our early twenties, early to mid. I mean, we're getting to our mid twenties. We're getting close to mid twenties. Yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to say, like, there's nothing wrong with meeting your significant other on a dating app, and you shouldn't be ashamed of it. Because yeah. honestly, it's just like the way the world works nowadays. Yeah. Um, and it's it's hard to meet people, honestly. Like, I mean, it's tough with the, even with the dating app. Yeah, I so, mean, honestly, I get weirded out when strangers talk to me, like, in public. Um, <laughs> so you're not going to have, like, a meet cute with me at wherever, like, at the grocery store. Like, if you're talking to me in the grocery store, I'm probably like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I just, like, I don't know. I, I couldn't do it. I would be freaked out, too. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get any weird, like, matches? You know, it's weird. He was like one of the first matches I got. Oh, really? (laughs) I wasn't on the app for very long. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was really lucky to find somebody that, I mean, I didn't know it at the time because I didn't know if we were compatible or not. Obviously, you can't Mm -hmm. tell over Tinder profile, you know. Yeah. But I was lucky enough to not be searching or on the app too long so I didn't have too many weird experiences to be honest but there were I mean I did notice that there were like a lot of guys who would like start talking to you and then they would just like stop and then like pick up a few days later and Mm -hmm. I'm just like not about that like if you're interested in me then you should probably like show your interest but obviously they weren't yeah and the one who was interested (laughs) ended up I ended up dating and still am so (laughs) Yeah, what about you? Did you get any weird any weird things happening? A little bit. I wasn't on there for that long, like, in comparison either. I was mm-hmm. on there, I think, maybe, like, a month or a month and a half. Mm-hmm. So I actually met, like, two or three people before I met with uh, my current boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I went on, like, one or two dates, maybe three with a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Uh I matched with one guy and I didn't remember but he actually like went to my school and was friends with my roommates and he like stayed over at our apartment before but I didn't like remember him (laughs) but he remembered me because back then I was vegetarian and he was like you know saying that he remembered that I was vegetarian and stuff like that and I I felt so bad because I didn't remember him at all. (laughs) Who are you again? (laughs) I felt so bad but we went on one date but I felt too awkward like yeah because once we like went on the date it felt kind of more like a friend thing and Mm -hmm. I think that had to 
I, I feel bad saying I think it had to do with that he already knew who I was and I didn't like remember him. <laughs> that was pretty embarrassing. That's so funny. And just that he's like friends with the same people I was friends with and I, I'm not I wouldn't really date because I had all I had all guy roommates in undergrad and I didn't really wanna I didn't have like any feelings towards them. So I feel like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have any feelings towards their friends. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I, I tried to give it a shot, but I couldn't I couldn't do it. I just didn't feel it wasn't like it didn't feel like a romantic date. It felt like I was hanging out with a friend. Yeah. But yeah. So I think my boyfriend told me he I was the first person he met like in person on there. And mm-hmm. I felt bad because he was like the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I did get oh, but your original question, I did get a couple of like not like terribly weird messages, but I did get a couple people asking like just straight up what was my um ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Which like was kind of annoying. Yeah. Because I was kind of like I have a, tons of other things on my profile you could have asked me about. Cause like hinge you can put more like about yourself. Like there's prompts and stuff like that. Yeah. So they could have asked about a lot of different things, but instead they were just like, no intro, like, you know, what's your ethnicity? Ew. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I think I've already said this on my first day with my boyfriend. um, He asked me if I like sushi (laughs) because... I mentioned that I was half, and I was like, oh, man. Internally, I was like, come on. <laughs> Another one? <laughs> mm-hmm. But he, I just, like, I asked him about it later, like, once we actually, like, started dating. And he just, like, genuinely did not know a lot about Japan or the Japanese people. And I was like, that's okay. I mean, that's fair, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess this, I guess we could talk about cultural differences and stuff now, or like. Yeah, um, during dating and stuff. Yeah, I guess this is like a good segue. I wasn't expecting it to be, but um, he really respects my culture and how close I am with it. And he Mm -hmm. wants to learn more about it all the time, which I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, He never makes me feel weird about it. And he's never objectified me, or I mean, he, he's just been really great. He always wants to learn about my culture, which I, I don't know. I really like and appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I always want to learn about his um, his cultural background, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess it's like a good, good segue into <laughs> cultural differences. Yeah. I think for me, I guess it's more relevant for me to talk about my ex, actually. So mm-hmm. I mentioned him... In the last episode, he was from China. Like, he was born in China, came here for university. And so we had a lot of cultural differences that didn't seem, like, too bad in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was, like, it was stuff we could deal with. And, like, you know, we had some similarities because, like, I mean, he made it sound really weird. Like, his American girlfriend. <laughs> like, he was very, you know he emphasized that a lot that I was like his American girlfriend but I think if he dated someone who was like 100% white and wasn't you know part of an Asian culture 
it wouldn't have worked out for him, to be honest. Because it would just it would just be too many uh, differences, I think. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of cultural similarities, as in like values and stuff like that. But we clashed a lot when it came to, I think, what kind of what we wanted from the relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I, when I went to China, I actually did go meet his family. And it was very, like, hush-hush, the fact that, like, his parents knew I was his girlfriend. But, like, anyone that else that saw me that wasn't, like, his parents and his siblings, I was just, like, his friend from America mm-hmm. that was, like, there for studying. So I stopped by. I didn't go to China, like, just to meet his family. I was actually there to, like, study. And I just, you know, I was like, why not? Mm-hmm. So there was, like, a lot of differences with that because my family was very welcoming to him. Mm-hmm all my cousins all my parents and aunts and uncles and stuff like that we were very welcoming to him as just like in addition to the family Mm -hmm. and like his family I actually really liked his family they did make me feel like very welcome as like but kind of like as a guest you know not like in the way like this is our son's girlfriend Mm -hmm. yeah there are also just a lot of differences about how we treated the relationship I think he was much more open to saying, I think there's kind of like this known thing where like saying I love you, like in English can be used, thrown around a lot. But like when you say it in a relationship, it's pretty, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. But like, I think in a a couple different, a couple Asian languages, I think in Japanese and in Chinese, there's like kind of different levels of saying I love you. Like there's like a really serious way to say it. And then there's, like, you know, one that's, like, a little more... When we say, like, oh, I love to eat this and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so there's, like, a more serious one and a less serious one that you can, like, throw around. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, like, English doesn't have that. But he, he said I love you very early. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, the way he would express it is just very different than what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. And I think that also caused a lot of issues is like, it was just the way that we thought the relationship was supposed to go wasn't the same. So I'm not saying this is true for everyone in like, in a relationship where one person isn't like assimilated into the culture, like it can work. But there you have to just be like aware of what's a cultural difference this is my problem you have to be aware of what's a cultural difference and what is like them being a shitty person that they (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like you have to be aware of like what is what is something that you can work on and address based on like a cultural difference and then something that's like a personality trait of theirs that's like they're a shitty person yeah I don't have too many cultural differences with my current boyfriend He's very open. We're, I think we're both pretty open about learning about each other's cultures mm-hmm. since he's Asian American, but he's not Vietnamese. But he's pretty open about learning vi- about Vietnamese stuff, and I'm pretty open about learning about his culture. Mm-hmm. That was another thing. I was like, obviously, I minored in Chinese, so I kind of knew a decent amount about like his culture. But he was like actually pretty dismissive when I would try to tell him stuff about Vietnamese culture. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, now that I'm looking, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. It felt pretty disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> Don't date people that disrespect, like, where you come from. 
Yeah, or just disrespect you in general. Just yeah, don't. Ladies, don't let people disrespect you. Respect yourself enough Mm -hmm. to get out of that. Yeah. And we know how tough it could be. Lynn and I have been through shitty relationships. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it's tough um, to get out of it and also to even see what's wrong with it. Yeah. But eventually somebody or maybe you will, yourself will get a wake-up call and you're going to see the light and you're going to get out of it and then you're mm-hmm. going to, you know, you're yeah. going to feel at first like, oh my god, woe is me. <laughs> yeah. Even if you're not like the initiator of breaking it off. like Yeah. And you're going to feel like shit for a while, honestly. You're, yeah. Especially if it's like, you know, your first love or whatever. But like... Honestly, when I look back on it, it was, like, the best thing that, you know, came out of it was, like, not being with them anymore. Yeah. Like, you can just thank them in your mind, like, thank the universe for, you know, giving you the good memories and any lessons and stuff like that, you know, from the relationship. And then thank them for getting you out of it. (laughs) Yeah, and... (laughs) You might even, I, I know I felt and said so many times, like, I'm never going to meet somebody who's going to know me the way that they did. And that's such a lie. Oh you my god, were we were totally, such clowns. Yeah, literally clown emoji. Yeah. I knew you when um when we broke up and, like, I was being, like, such a sad boy. <laughs> yeah, but I knew you just, like, had to go through it. And I was like, this is okay. Like, she, I know she's going to, like, she's going to get through it. She's going to meet somebody who's even better and guess what happened (laughs) yeah by the way that that meme guys that you know all the boys names that start with a j are pieces of shit it's true (laughs) summer and i are evidence (laughs) we won't say the names but no but they did y'all know who you are yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah Honestly, I didn't have a lot of cultural differences with my ex. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, because I'm American and he was American. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was Mormon, though, and but he wasn't, like, hardcore Mormon. Mm-hmm. Like, his family drink Coke and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, <laughs> he just was, like, a shitty person. Or, let me take that back. I, he... We were bad for each other, but I think our relationship got so bad to the point where he turned into a really bad boyfriend, and I wasn't the best girlfriend. Mm. We just weren't good for each other. He wasn't ambitious. He couldn't understand. He did. He wasn't going to university, and I was. Mm-hmm. And I was like trying to encourage him to go, even though it's not for everyone, but he literally had no other ambitions in life. And I didn't see him going anywhere. And I Mm -hmm. couldn't see like my life with this guy. Yeah. Because I really wanted a lot for myself. Right. And I need to be with somebody who also wants a lot for themselves too. And then for us as, like, a couple, mm-hmm. as, like, a team. You need someone that's going to, like, support you in your own growth and, like, grow with you. Yeah, that like especially too. because you are ambitious, too, you know? Yeah. So you need someone who's also ambitious to, like, grow with you. 
Yeah, and to challenge you too, because mm-hmm. you don't want. Another thing is like he wasn't like I couldn't really have so many intelligent conversations with him. <laughs> Not to say that he was dumb, but he like it just very surface level conversations when I would look back on the relationship. Yeah, I had that same problem. He wasn't dumb, but he wouldn't when we were trying to have we were just trying to have an intelligent conversation. Mm-hmm. It would it would end up not really going anywhere because he would kind of chalk it up to like he couldn't because English wasn't his first language. Mm-hmm. He yeah. would chalk it up to like he didn't really know how to express it in English, which is fine. Yeah. But he wouldn't like try to make the effort to continue the conversation. He would just say that and then just like it would end there. Yeah. So it it a lot of the conversations didn't really come to fruition, which when it when it comes to communication it like can be kind of hard in that sense if like they're just not willing to try to communicate and I would like you know try to you know ask questions about you know whatever we were discussing like in a roundabout way like maybe we could try to find other words to use it you know like try to meet him halfway Mm -hmm. but like it just it didn't work out that way yeah he he would kind of give up yeah trying to have a conversation yeah, honestly, it's so important to be with somebody who you can who can hold a conversation with you at your level. Yeah, and you shouldn't um, be afraid to tell them, like, how you feel. Exactly. Now that when I look back, there are some things that, like, he didn't even know about me. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, because we dated for, like, two years. And if, like, you've been with someone for that long and they're still, like some kind of things that they don't really know about you yeah like things that aren't just surface level that that's kind of when I look back like at the time I was like you know it doesn't really matter but it it does kind of matter if you're not like past that at that point you know yeah I mean it it does matter they should want to get to know you want to know everything about you Mm -hmm. in my opinion I think that's important yeah and when I look back on it he never really like asked me about my culture a lot or really embraced it or tried our foods or anything I mean it's like I think he thought of it like I think he really he just ignored it right I guess he I guess he like ignored it or Mm -hmm. he didn't embrace it how somebody should if they love you yeah like he didn't care about it but in the sense that like he didn't think it was an important part of you to learn about. Yeah, exactly. Even though I've made it clear, and, like, if you know me, even an ounce, you would know that that's, like, It's a big part of who you are, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a big part of who I am. I I mean, like, I grew up in Japan for nine years, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, like, it's so important to me and who I am. Yeah. But, yeah, I never even thought about that until now. Like, he never really embraced it, wanted to try the foods or ask me about the culture, like, the religion in that country or, like, Mm -hmm. how I even felt about religion in general. Yeah. Like I said, very surface level. I Like, did I even know this guy? Like, did he even know me? I don't Mm know, (laughs) to be honest. And, yeah, I wasted, like, some years off of my life. Not wasted. I learned a lot from this. But yeah, I wouldn't it, call them waste as much as we feel like they were a waste of our time. 
I mean, but like you learn from those relationships and stuff like that. So like it is what it is, you know. I didn't waste my time. I did learn a lot from it. I learned to respect myself. Yeah. And same. to hold a higher standard yeah, to what I deserve. Don't lower your standards, guys, just to like find somebody. No, do you're not just... settle. <laughs> do not. Do not say to yourself like I said to myself, I'm never going to find somebody that knows me as well as he does. No. This clown yeah. didn't even know me. Like, <laughs> but who's the real clown? Me, probably. But no, it's it's okay to go through that stuff. I think a lot of us go through it. Mm-hmm. But it's just knowing. And like I said, I don't think he's like all that bad of a person. I just don't think that we were good together. Mm-hmm. And I hope that. I hope that like our exes get to grow and learn from what yeah. they went through with us too, you know? Yeah. And I, I hope they become better people and can be better for them, whoever they encounter later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point, you just wish them the best, like, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Life, but don't have anything to do with me, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't, don't contact me. I have so many stories about this person they're just (laughs) awful to be honest you brought up something that kind of was like one of the questions that we wanted to talk about um you said he was mormon right Mm, yeah i kind of wanted to know how you felt about religion and dating in general because like for some people it's you know some people are like obviously pretty religious yeah and stuff like that and i know especially for mixed people especially a lot of their parents are usually different religions. Yeah. And some people will, like, think it doesn't work because if people are really religious. Yeah. So I wanted to know about what you thought about that. Yeah, I mean, like, I I think, per- personally, I'm not, like I said, I think I've said this before, I'm not very religious, so mm-hmm. I don't think I could ever see myself with somebody who is really like super religious and like mm-hmm. to the point where they would ask me to convert to their mm-hmm. religion mm-hmm. if I wasn't like if I wasn't of their religion. I think it's super important to be on the same page as your significant other as you start to get serious and even maybe in the beginning it could be a good conversation to have. Mm-hmm. because you really don't want to waste your time with somebody if you're not on the same page for a lot of the things, like important yeah. things, mm-hmm. especially if you're thinking about getting serious with them. Yeah. Religion is super important to talk about because maybe they have the view that they want to raise their kids in a certain religion. You're like, I really don't care. I don't want to go to church mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but I will say that I... One thing I do feel strongly about is my Japanese culture, and we've talked about this before, that culture, culture and, like, religious things are kind of, like, meshed together. Mm-hmm. At least they are in Japan. Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned um, one of the things that we do is we go to a temple or a shrine on New Year's Day. Like, mm-hmm. things like that I would never want to give up, and I never mm-hmm. will give up for anybody. Right. But that's more of a cultural thing, in my opinion. I get you yeah. can see it as religious. I can see how it would be seen that way. But I, what I think is, it's just important to be upfront with how you feel about religion slash your cultural like, like things you participate in that are cultural. 
and they need to be honest with you as well. And if mm -hmm. you can't see, like, if you both can't accept or respect each other's, like, cultural or religious views, then you shouldn't be in the relationship, in my opinion, because it's really not going to work out. It's going to be, like, an arguing point later or even sooner than you think in the relationship, and it could ultimately break you. Right. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I mean... I think, like, it, yeah, people make it work. Like, it's fine. Like, I know when my parents yeah. had me, like, they didn't make my mom convert, but they had to, um, in order for them to get married, like, in a church, they had to basically, like, swear they were going to raise the children Catholic or whatever mm. in order for yeah. them to, like, get married by a priest or something. Mm -hmm. um, so my mom's still, like, Buddhist. Yeah. We talked about it in our religion episode. I'm not religious either. I think I'm the same as you. I couldn't really date anyone that was, like, extremely religious. Like, if you, you know, practice and follow religion, I think that's fine. Yeah. But if you're, you know, like, extremely religious, I'm probably not the person for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't think I would ever convert either to, to any like if someone yeah. asked me to convert that would be a really hard discussion yeah that's a lot that is a lot <laughs> what made me think about this is sometimes my mom she asks me like because she knows I'm not religious and like mm -hmm. I do like the same cultural things like uh, like that we talked about where about like a uh, temple for lunar new year and stuff like that and like buddha's birthday and whatnot mm -hmm. so I do like stuff with the buddha's temple so she's always like, what if you, what if you end up with someone and they want to, and they want to have like a religious wedding? And I'm just like, well, if it's Catholic, it's fine. I've gone through all the sacraments. Like, we're not going to have an issue there. Yeah. I, I don't think I want a religious ceremony. If my partner wanted one, I, it depends. I, I would be open to it, yeah. like discussing it. Yeah. And like figuring out how to work that in um, yeah I don't particularly want one but you know you make sacrifices for the person you love yeah I mean so if my yeah if my person was religious to the point that they really wanted a religious ceremony like sure I would probably go with go through with it yeah I mean I don't really know what I want I think I think I do want somewhat of a religious ceremony, but like non, I would want somebody who's non-denominational mm -hmm. or do it in like a non-denominational place or setting. Mm -hmm. Nothing extreme for me, honestly. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just, I guess it would depend on what the other person would want too, because they get a say as well. <laughs> yeah. If you couldn't tell, I'm not one of those uh, people that start playing their wedding at the age of five. I literally still don't know what I want. <laughs> like, I'm definitely... I mean, it would be impossible to know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's, like, some people that, like, know exactly what they want when they're kids and, like, think about getting married when they're, you know, it's, like, their dream to be married. Yeah, no, dude. There's a movie about that. It's called Bride Wars. Good, good movie. 10 out of 10. It's on Hulu. But, I mean, is it really a good movie, though? It's probably pretty awful, to be honest. <laughs> but basically, these girls, they've known that they wanted to get married at the Plaza Hotel in June since they were, like, eight. 
And I'm like, dang, I don't know the details down to that. I mean, I can yeah, think like, of beautiful settings that I would not mind. <laughs> I like still don't even know what I, I don't. I actually have thought about this like in the past couple of years. I don't think I want to wear like a traditional like American style wedding dress. I think I do want to wear like a wedding alley, which is like the Vietnamese one. Oh, that would be so beautiful. I mean, they're honestly like much cheaper because and you get them tailored like straight Ooh. up tailored to you. So honestly, I think it's the move because it's form fitting. And yeah pretty so like and hundreds of dollars cheaper than buying like a freaking sequined wedding dress dude you can spend so much money like people spend so much money i'm like not trying to drop i'm not trying to know. have half the wedding budget be my dress like yeah no like i'd rather go on a nice vacation like slash honeymoon after than like mm-hmm. spend like so much money on the dress mm-hmm. like yeah you could probably get something like from zara <laughs> that'll look good no seriously though like obviously yeah. it's like the one day whatever but like and you want to look beautiful and stuff but like you yeah. don't want to like break the bank yeah i mean if you've got the money yeah some people that like really dream about their wedding for like years and years like if you want to go all out you know that's you that's yeah. you you do you i like still don't even know I don't even know like what I want to do like will I even you know get married gotta find someone to marry me first like (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I know I know I want to but I I don't know I mean I don't have anything planned it's dumb to plan so to me it's it's really especially in light of COVID and stuff like it's just like not smart to plan something right now also i'm not engaged so i don't plan on you know i don't i'm not gonna plan my wedding until i'm engaged i also um, personally feel like you know a lot of people say like you know it's the bride's day but i honestly hate that sentiment because the groom is there too like it's both of their days so i feel i don't I personally would want to plan it together with whoever I was getting married with. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because it's both of your days. It's not just the bride's day. It's about your love. Yeah, so I don't understand people that, like, want it. They're like, it's, like, the bridezillas are like, it's my wedding and I want it this way. Like, (laughs) it takes two to tango, honey. Yeah, I mean, I can see when... Okay, I yeah, I disagree. It's not just the bride's day. I can see when people are like the the bride is like the main I hate to say this, the main attraction. <laughs> um, but you know, it is the bride that they, you know, she gets like the most attention because she's walking down the aisle. If you do mm-hmm. it traditionally in America, you know, she's walking down the aisle and stuff. Like I can see why she is given the most attention because mm-hmm. she um looks beautiful she's the and center like, of attention yeah she's the center of attention um but it is both of your days mm-hmm. um and yeah i agree i i, I would want to plan it with my significant other unless they were like oh you picked the flowers then i would be like okay 
oh, I'm going to pick the flowers. I, I, need, I need someone to help me make decisions. I can't make decisions. Myself. But then that's when you call a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, can't make decisions for myself about anything. So I would definitely need whoever I was getting married to to, like, help me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for like food, I would need help. I can't decide. I can never decide on food. I would need help on that so bad. Yeah, I I don't know either. Because I would want to people please everyone, which would mean having like different food for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to plan. No, it's just I, too I hard right now. Out. I get stressed out thinking about it. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't need to deal with that right now. Like, <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> anyway, I think we derailed a little. Cultural differences, or no? We were talking about religious, religious differences. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it can work out even if you have completely different. Yeah, I mean, some people convert. Yeah, some people do that. If you're fine with that, significant other. Yeah. Yeah, like, do it then if you're okay with it. Yeah, but I think if two people are two different religions and they're two, they just won't compromise. Then obviously it's not going to work because compromise is a big part of any relationship in yeah. general, not just about religion. So if you're like not willing to compromise at all for each other's like religious beliefs, like then obviously it's not going to work out. Yeah, it's just something you need to talk about with your significant other. Yeah, so it, I don't think it's a deal breaker for everybody. Like for some people, it's a deal breaker, but if you have like cultural and religious differences, like it can still work out. You just have to like both be the kind of people that want to learn and compromise with each other. Yeah, exactly. What's your favorite thing about your current boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing. He makes time for me. So he respects you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so important to me. When you come from something that, like, a relationship where you weren't respected a lot, and mm-hmm. then you go into one. Honestly, I didn't, I couldn't believe, like, how different it felt. Yeah. It didn't feel, it didn't feel, like, real. Or, like, I was worried. I, like, I was like, what's the catch, basically? I was thinking to myself, what's the catch? What's the catch with this? You know, like, oh there's God, always got to be. the same way. Yeah, I, I just, it's because when you are in something like that, and then you go into something that's just, like, seemingly perfect, you're like, oh, my God, there's got to be something wrong. Because you are like, I didn't, you just don't know what it's like. Mm-hmm. to be respected and then once you are you are just so it, like it feels so foreign to you mm-hmm. and it's just honestly shocking it shocked me i i couldn't i don't know i it no, was i completely understand it was There's so like, weird <laughs> there was kind of a weird part i remember in the beginning of my current relationship where there would be things that we would talk about or like things he he would say and i would just be so I was very enamored with basic human decency. Like, <laughs> yeah. like basic basic respect in a relationship. And it made me, yeah. and like, when your significant other's reaction is like, it's just me being, like, normal, like, basic decency to you. Yeah. Then you think back about, like, why you think it's so, like, 
you crave that so bad, you know? Yeah, you seriously do. It, like, blows your mind at first, and then, like, then you realize that's, like, normal for people to treat you like that when the other person's reaction is, like, why are you so, like, thankful for that, you know? Yeah, I, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that because it's just so weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that's my favorite thing. He makes time for me. Mm-hmm. Everything. And he doesn't, he wants to see me and he shows it too. You know, it's not just the words because I used to be fed just words yeah. with no action. Mm-hmm. And now I, I get to be with somebody genuine. Mm-hmm. And that also reciprocates how I feel too. I also just love that he's so ambitious and like he's got these huge goals for himself. Oh my gosh, like I just can't tell you how attractive and like important that is to me because it's just, we're so in- aligned. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's just, we're, we're quite different in a lot of ways because we have a lot of different interests, you know, he's like a CS boy. Mm-hmm. He likes computer science and computers, and I don't really know a lot about that. I mean, we just have completely different interests, and then we have so many of the same interests, too, at the same time, and it's just, I don't know. I think yeah. we're a really good pair. We we always tell each other we're such a good team. Aww. Yeah, he's really, like, the best human being I've met. He's so kind. Oh my gosh, he couldn't hurt <laughs> a fly. And then there's me. I'm, like, super sarcastic and, like... <laughs> And honestly, the sarcasm's rubbing off on him, too. He's getting more sarcastic, and it's throwing me off lately. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but he's really just, like, like I said, he couldn't hurt a fly. He's so kind to, mm-hmm. like, everyone. And, he is really um, nice. I've met him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you got to meet him. Yeah, he's a cool. he's a cool guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, and he likes, oh, another thing, he likes my friends, too, you know? Oh, yeah, that's pretty important. It is so important, because, like, if you're friends, I mean, it's pretty telling when your family and your friends don't like your significant other, or they see things that you don't see, Mm -hmm. and then you meet someone, and your friends absolutely love him, and, like, you, you guys can get along and hang out together and have fun, and then your family really likes them. Like, it just, exactly. it's really telling. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily um, for all situations, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's I'll just nice. say I should have seen that as a sign. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Even with my friends, like, verbatim saying, get out of this relationship. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, oh. it's, love is very blind. Um, yeah, it's stupid blind. Yeah. And if you, if you're one of those people that needs to hear this, you know, you got this, you're strong, you don't need anybody. You know, that's, I, I also want to drive that point home to Although Lynn and I are, like, very happy with who you need time for yourself. Like, being single is also great. Yeah. You need to get to know yourself. And you also don't lose yourself, too. Yeah. Don't make your whole personality, like, your significant other. Yeah. No. Not at all. Have your own hobbies. Honestly, like. Yeah. Because you guys need that space, too. 
yeah you need that space and also you need to just be yourself Mm -hmm. um so have your own hobbies that don't involve each other but then have stuff that you do together too Mm -hmm. but yeah just don't lose yourself yeah because i know i've heard that like it's easy to do that when Mm -hmm. you get caught up in the relationship and honestly i think i did at some point with my previous relationship mm-hmm. it, it's really important to stick to who you are and never let go of that but i know that can be tough sometimes when you want to see your, your your significant other all the time you know you want to see them and be around them all the time and you want to mm-hmm. do everything together and but then yeah. like eventually you're going to be like oh my god i want to be alone and i just want to have like just like a night alone mm-hmm. and just you know read a book or knit, or play The Sims, or or so, yeah. What about you? What's your favorite thing? <laughs> um, I think that I can be myself around mm-hmm. him. Yeah. I don't have to have a filter. Yes. Like, basically, yeah, I don't have to have a filter. He also, like... I guess the best way to say it is he's very encouraging in the same way, like, towards my goals. Like, the example that, like, really sticks with me a lot is I changed jobs, like, from when I used to work with Summer in the, like, last July slash August. Like, so in the middle of the the pandemic in, in, like, the summer of 2020. I didn't really know basically I was like when I was applying for the job I was super unqualified because it requires a degree I'm still studying for right now like I'm almost done with it but it required that and like some experience and like I didn't know anything about it at that point but he was like so encouraging for me to just like try it and apply anyway Mm -hmm. and you know just like he was very helpful with a lot of things I was trying to go through with like the process and everything and just so encouraging to me about going for like this job which has like the job has like kind of not like changed my life that's like dramatic but like (laughs) (laughs) but like it's been a it's it's been such a good thing for me and it I just think back a lot like I appreciate it so much that he's so encouraging of me like for school and for work and stuff like that Because when I think about that and I try to think back about my ex, if I tried to tell him about the job posting and stuff, he probably, like, would just dismiss it and say, oh, okay. And then, like, no encouragement, no, like, pushing towards, like, trying new things and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's just, like, so much more support there for, like, my future. I totally get what you're saying because mine was the same way. He didn't – I think I forgot to mention this, but, like, he didn't – because he wasn't going to school, he didn't understand how important it was to me. And Mm -hmm. so he never encouraged me in that aspect, which is a large part of your life when you're an undergrad student. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's just – the differences are so – it's just so crazy how – how something Them encouraging so your growth, like yeah. as a person, is very important. Like if they're dismissive about it, or they don't about, even like, care to, yeah. yeah, or like big decisions about stuff like that. Because I I know for a fact if I 
brought up like the job listing to my ex like they would have just been like not really caring about the fact they would just say like oh cool you know like whatever like it's not it wouldn't have been, it would just would have been the passing thing like I wouldn't have even thought to apply for the job but like with my current significant other it was like there was so much encouragement to just try like even though I was like technically not qualified for it and just you know take a chance and like because it was it would be a really it was a really good opportunity for me like career wise Mm -hmm. to just try yeah and I never would have done it if he wasn't you know so supportive Uh yeah (laughs) so yeah basically no filter yeah I mean you I mean this is obvious but like you want someone that can help you grow and challenge you and encourage you and wants to see you grow because mm-hmm. you never really should stop growing you should always be like wanting to improve yourself and even if it's in the smallest way you know mm-hmm. it, it, something so simple like that can make such a big difference in your life and who you are and who you become what you two become as like a couple too yeah, your growth together is important too. Yes, you're a team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we're done gushing about our significant others. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to get too gross and mushy if we keep going. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> People are going to say, you, I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just uh, thank you guys for listening. We post every other Wednesday anywhere you stream podcasts and on YouTube. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.